Don't put it all on Facebook or on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or Instagram. Put it on your site and then make those sites your sites, bitch. You could quote me on that. Salesmarketingprofit.com Real world case studies. No theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore. Taki, welcome back. Traveler. Brother, man, it is so good to be back. Actually, it's good to be talking to you. Sydney's a little bit cold right now, but uh, I've been from hot weather to cold weather, and I'm, to be honest, I'm just glad it's sunny today. Well, you've missed some great storms and cold weather. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to head overseas to somewhere a bit warmer for a while. Yeah. See what you're talking about. Totally. So uh, about 10 years ago, I had a conversation with a mate of mine, Mike, and I said, hey, man, like he'd, live, he'd you know, traveled all over the world and, and worked all over the world. And I said, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? And he didn't even blink, mate. He just said summer. And since then, I've been obsessed with this idea of how could I live in hot and uh, sort of land back after the Philippines and Fiji and New York and LA and have it be, <laughs> frankly, freezing cold, uh, not so great. When I was in London in January, it was like zero or one degree and I'd come straight from the Philippines, which was 30-something degrees and we're talking yeah, Celsius here, not Fahrenheit. I do find the contrast gives you perspective and it helps you appreciate. I'm actually appreciating Sydney now based on how cold it was in London. Yeah, so I'm using... Uh, Basically, pushing the edges of your experiential sphere lets you ha- have more perspective. That's true. Or you could just live in somewhere where it's nice all the time and get soft. But either way is fine. <laughs> yeah, the choice is yours. So, you know what else happened about a year ago? Yeah. May the 5th. This podcast was born. And it immediately went to number one in most podcast tunes, and we have uh, we've all, we've worked our way up to episode number twenty. So here we are in a year. Yeah, happy. Hey, by the way, you know what else happened about a year ago? What? It was your birthday because it was your birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, bro! Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, it's. Uh, I plan on doing it every year. Good move. It's I a like tradition. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, so episode 20, I believe it's your turn. So uh, let's, let's get into it, man. I'm excited about learning what's been going on in uh, the world of super fast business. Talk to me. Well, today we're talking about Chris Dufay, and uh, he could be found at chrisdufay.com. He also has a little project called turningproacademy.com, and that's what we're going to learn about today. Awesome. And so give us a scoop. Tell me about Chris's situation. Well, Lack of results, the short story, no traffic, yeah. no sales, confusion as to the next steps to take. Sound familiar? Yeah, sounds like you know, all of us at the start of our journey, right? right. So how, so do we, how do we grow it? How do we scale it? And where do we even start? Well, you've got to pull yourself out of all the problems. Like If you've got zero business growth, it reminds me of this saying that uh, my old boss used to say, you can't steer a parked car. Like mm. <laughs> You can yank on the steering wheel, nothing's going to happen. So he's totally stuck struggling with a newborn on the way, that, that really resonates with me because that's pretty much what launched me into selling. Yeah, same and, here. <laughs> that's so funny. Same, yeah. Exactly. You know, my wife goes, we're pregnant. I'm like, that's fantastic. And inside I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, that's right. How do you, you, know, how do you go from two incomes to one income with three people? It doesn't work out. The math doesn't work. Uh, so it's funny how you get you know, forced into action when you get to this bottom and this frustration, angry, pissed off phase, stagnant business. Uh, but also this can really impact your relationships and your, your quality of life when you've got all this pressure and compromise. 
So we, we wheel out the framework at this point. Uh, Chris has gotten himself into the idea well, of... Chris has probably got the most impressive set of abs I've seen in any sort of profile picture. I talked to him on Skype a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, crap, man, are they your real abs? And he goes, yeah. It's like, okay, I'll, just, I'll, be, I'll be really good on this podcast because seriously, this. He's built like Adonis, man. He's, oh a, he's a, got a very f- fit-looking physique, that's for sure. Yep. Strong, a strong guy. And I, I once joked with him and uh, I said, oh, you know, it's great you've pinched someone's picture to use as your avatar so that you've, everyone thinks you're hot, right? And then and uh, he said, no, that's actually me. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. I knew that, <laughs> but I was just winding him up. But so on the race course – is all so about. yeah, the big strategy he's used is like he's gone from from nobody to really influential, right? So own the race course was his core strategy. Talk to us a little bit about you know, even even before talking about Chris, just give us a quick what is it and why does it matter? Own the race course, the idea that you put all your good stuff in one place that you own and control, so that you progressively become an authority, and mm. people look to you as the source, as the respected authority, because you're publishing good information. Typically, that will be uh, rich media, especially podcasts are good for this, but videos are good for it. Even good infographics, images, uh, blog posts works really well in any industry. I can't think of anywhere it doesn't work so far because over time, you'll be known as the go-to person and it helps you build your email list. So if you're thinking in terms of assets, you and I both know that sending an email is just about the best type of traffic you could ever hope for, instant result. So it it helps you build your own emails. You're not getting shut down because someone doesn't like your market or the way that you market. You can do whatever you want on your own WordPress site, on your own host. Yep. Pretty easy to set up. And once you have set it up, it's like setting rails for the train. All your energy is just moving forward, powering the machine once you've set up. Feeding the content machine basically, isn't it? Just feeding it, like just shoveling coal. And then you can hire people to shovel coal like I do. Whoever edited this podcast was not me or you. No, it totally wasn't me. We do the talking yep. and then we stick it into Dropbox. It gets put on the Sales Marketing Profit website. Yep. So using the same marketing actions to build the business-to-business that he has to show physical uh, personal trainers. So I don't want to mess that up. They might punch me in the face. How to create the business and get the life and results they crave. So he really just turned this into the personal training industry center. And yep. then he's added the combo of webinars to create traffic and build relationships and then make sales. It's a really yeah. simple setup. It's just a two-part thing. I'd call this an yeah. Araldite strategy. I would totally call it an arrow strategy. You got part A, authority, kind of own the race course, marketing to build the build the list, and then part B, squeeze that tube in. We've got webinars to convert. It's yes. awesome. So basically, it's it's just uh, yeah, dude. Actually, it looks a lot like my business, to be honest. It looks it's a lot awesome. like look like lot like mine, except for maybe the webinar part. But yeah, just push the webinar up for something else. I just put a call to action on every post and. Keep sending emails. It seems to work out well. Yeah, it totally does. So he's gone. But you from, will see me do webinars at some point. Yeah. Well, mate, when you're ready, let me know. I I, I know a guy who's really good at them, and I'm, I'll I'll put you guys in touch. <laughs> so he's gone. He's gone from kind of super frustrated, stagnant business, you know, stressed out, baby on the way to, you know, using own the race course to position himself as the go-to guy, and actually not just kind of position himself there, but be there because he's delivering so much value to the market. And then webinars as his kind of part part B. To his, you know, to his Aralite strategy. So what happened? Well, before that, 
Uh, I suppose we could – should we just break down a little bit sort of technical? We've talked about the big picture. Let's talk some tactical stuff. Yeah. So he's got Let's to produce it. premium content. Yep. Uh, videos, podcasts, and articles. That's what we mean by premium content. Yep. Marketing funnels. So that's just setting up some ads to drive people to this own the race course hub. And he's got properly structured autoresponder sequences with sales videos in them. And then he actually has to create the programs themselves, the deliverables. Yeah, the, the thing that he's now selling. Remember that people buy the cover, not the book. Yep. You actually have to have the content for the programs at this point. That's just the next step you do when someone actually buys something. Yep. If you want to leave it last minute, test your market or your offer. And he's created structure with the focus on applying the 80-20 principle, which is just doing the stuff that actually matters and not worrying about a billion things on your to-do list. Love that. By the way, uh, people buy the cover, not the book. Great. I mean, You like that uh, one? I love that. It's awesome. <laughs> it's totally true, right? Uh, it's it totally is. It's true. Like- now, obviously, once they buy the book, you need to – have it written at least shortly thereafter. Yeah, well, how many people good. are obsessed on, on the book part? Like, There's a lot of great books out there that are never going to get read because they're not Completely. sold on the cover properly. Yeah, There's a lot of shitty books that are sold heavily on the cover and there's no backup. What, what we're advocating is… Great book, great cover. Absolutely have great product and then market the way it deserves to be marketed. Yeah. Love that. So, so cool. So this is the – that's the strategy. So it's – Strategies OTR combined with webinars. Tactical is, you know, what he's put on his site, how he got people there, and, uh, you know, yep. just uh, focus on segmenting, really. These marketing funnels should be segmented with the right message to the right person at the right time. It's an easy way to remember that one. Now, I was in Manly the other day, mate, uh, having lunch with actually my, uh, the, the you know a great mate of mine who actually happened to be the last boss I ever worked for years and years and years ago, and uh, you walked past, and he said, "Who was that?" And I said, "That was you know my mate James, and we podcast together." And uh, I said, "James is one of the most you know focused people I know." And so eighty twenty, well, I think eighty twenty, you're, you're one of the names who comes to mind first. What are your you know kind of best secrets for eighty twenty and staying focused? Oh, easy. The main thing is to basically purge all your options and then score them. And eliminate everything except for only the crucial with the knowledge, and this is really the important part that I think most people suffer with, the knowledge that you just don't need all of that and you'll probably never get to it. Once you can dismiss that and let it out of your sight, then you're left with just what matters. You're left with that statue of David. So I like to start with that entire block of marble, like everything in your head, every possible to-do list, like round them all up, just purge them. Mm. Score them some way, whether it's important and urgent or whether it's uh, you know highest impact to the business. Yeah, whatever, whatever works. Whatever. Yep. But this is the real secret yep. is to um, you know take a picture, stick the picture somewhere in your Evernote uh, and then rub everything off except for the, the top one thing, really. If you can bring it back to one, you're a super champion at this. If you have to have three, fine, have three. And then you only ever have one thing at a time in front of you. So I really love single tasking and just blocking everything else. And there's a great book that we both read a couple of years ago called The One Thing uh, by Gary Someone. And it's a great book. Kelleher, I think. Kelleher. Uh, better book lately is uh, – Oh, good. Or, or just as good, Essentialism. Yeah, great book. Really helps with that idea around um, letting go of the, the pressure to have to do everything. Beautiful. So – 
And it, you know, it even comes back at every part of my life. Even when I'm getting a, a surfing lesson, my instructor will say, look, look wave selection is paramount. You, just because you can catch the wave doesn't mean you should paddle for it. You should pick the best waves as they come through and be in just the right part, right under the peak, uh, and let the other ones go because they'll be suboptimal. Love that. And like he's doing the Pareto principle on, on, waves. on the waves coming. Yeah, that's excellent, man. By the way, I don't know, this doesn't fit here, but I wanted to share it because it relates to surfing. Uh, we were chatting just before this episode, and I love the way when you're out with you, you know, one of your uh, surf you know, friends, mentors, whatever you want to call them, like someone who's a pro, and they give you some tips. When you get back, you whip out a Sharpie, Sharpie mark and actually, you said, you know, write down you know, a couple of key points on the front of your board. So when you're out surfing, it's right there in front of you. Is that right? Exactly. I mean, it's like that's a tacky thing to do, isn't it? To draw a diagram. Yeah. But on the front of your surfboard, that's freaking epic. I do two things. I I actually make an Evernote and I put like lesson and I put the, the top few things that I learned and I throw away everything else and then I draw a diagram that illustrates what I learned. So if I'm learned about eye lines or bending knees or where I should point my arms or pick the right wave to represent that on my board, I'll use a blue Sharpie and I'll draw three peaks and one's much bigger than the other two and it's right over me my little stick man and that's to remind me to just pick the best wave and leave the rest so i've got this and it's sitting on the nose of the board so i can't miss it i'd love it if you could share us a photo someday that'd be awesome uh let's get back to chris sorry for the deviation i just love the way that we're both uh even though we're kind of both run super online business we're quite analog uh in some responses as well (laughs) (laughs) we are Uh, but it is that that is the technique it's just bringing what you need to get into focus like like looking where you want to be if you put the information right there in front of you and only the most important yep. stuff and nothing else, that's how you get it. Um, actually, while we're on this, because because a lot of people go through overwhelm, can I just give you one more little metaphor for that? Yeah, please. Because this happens sometimes. Someone logs into Superfast Business and they say, oh, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's so much great stuff yeah. here. Where do I even start? And I say, listen, have you ever been to a supermarket? And they say, yeah. I say, right well, we don't buy everything on the shelf and put it in our cart. It's not practical. What we do is we, we think, okay, we've got to cook dinner tonight, have some breakfast tomorrow, and oh, we need to get some replacement bin liners and, and uh, some paper towel right, and some shampoo, let's say. We get the things we need that make sense for us for right now. We put it in the cart, we check out, we go. We can come back later. So it's, yeah. about, it's actually about eliminating everything that's not important. Love that. That's such a great way to think about it. For the now and just focusing on what's important. So back to Chris. He said, you know what? I've got nothing. So I'm just going to set up an authority site, put some good content on it. I'm going to drive traffic to it. I'm going to send out some segmented emails. I'm going to make people an offer via a webinar. Yep. So he went from overworked to, uh, you know, and he was a successful personal trainer, but like most people, he's just doing that one at a time, one customer at a time, you know, traveled. Yeah, yeah, and he's international, right? So he, I think he used yeah, to be Dubai, in Dubai, yeah, Bali, Bali or something like Sydney, that. Yeah, Dubai, and uh, he basically now just he just loves building the business that he loves. He's he's become a successful trainer to trainers. He's gone up a level. I think he's upgraded. He's able to deliver value to more people at once. Love that through the OTR platform and through webinars. Both of those are scalable, and emails. So, Taki, you might be interested in the sort of results that Chris got. Yeah, hit me with the stats, man. Okay, his podcast hit new and noteworthy within three days. That is epic. 
which is good. In fact, my community's got all these podcasters. I know podcasting can sell as a single product, but it's kind of like this side part of our thing where members help each other, and I'm very mm. proud of what they're doing. But by putting together the tactics that we've talked about in this episode, uh, Chris has got his podcast up there. He's got the his videos up there, funnels, leads, conversion tools. Well, he got a gobsmacking $100,000 of sales without having that stuff up in the first place. That Dude, was that's fantastic. before he went live with his program. And that's just with an eight-week program and he delivers a little bit extra. It's actually 10 weeks. And uh, he basically is doing similar thing to what we do in our programs, but for the personal training market. And he's he knows it's not perfect, but he's just up there and running. So he's you know really really cranked it. This guy is on track. Uh, and I think one of the the interesting things is he's not in the typical make money online type niche. This is a big market with a big audience. Yeah, it seriously is. Uh, tons of PTs, and most of them have no idea about this, uh, about you know how to grow a business. They're they're interested in clients winning and uh, and their own abs, Chris. And uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. So if you do want to uh, get, you know, if you do want help in that market for any reason, you should check out Chris's podcast because uh, he's obviously hitting the right notes and really helping people. You can't make good income without helping people. That's just like one of the fundamental things. Yeah. So big lessons from this. Yeah, let's kind of bust it down. I've got a couple, but you want you go first. Okay, I've got a couple. Uh, focus only on what counts. Yeah. Right? Of all the things you could do, there's a lot of things you shouldn't just just don't worry about those. Only what counts. Say no to everything else. If you need to come back to it later, fine. Have a someday, one day, or or um, you know, yep. Woody Allen method. Write down every idea he has, ever has on a piece of paper, sticks it in the drawer, and when he wants to make a film, he just tips the drawer on his bed, goes through all the ideas, picks one, and puts all the rest back. Hmm. You know, you'll see this recurring theme with us anyway. Then he's a content-producing machine, which is easy for experts. They know all the questions people ask. It's not hard to get on onto a camera or a microphone these days. And then he just gets the first version of his product out there and builds on it. And the first version of the product is called the minimum viable product. And as we talked about, people buy the cover, not the book. So really, you could sell it. Like when we run a live event, I'm selling the event before I create the event. I don't create the event until the day. So Yeah, well, people it, yeah there's no way because it's a, it's a it's an experience that expires by five o'clock when everyone you know goes out for a surf. Exactly, and and if you ask someone, uh, it's like it's like asking someone, you know, would you ever mix water and milk? And they go, no. So you don't like tea or coffee? Oh, <laughs> no, except for that. Uh, it's like you know, would you ever sell a product that you haven't created? Oh, hell no, except for a live event. <laughs> like, would you ever buy? Would you ever buy someone's product that they haven't even created? And they go, no. And I'd say this to my audience in the <laughs> event. <laughs> like, okay, so. This event, when you purchased the ticket, I hadn't created it. So except for that time, they're like, ah. Yeah. yeah, so put a lot of your effort into the marketing side of it because that's going to guide you as to what to create. That's great, man. That's cool. I love how we pushed the simple button because it's often when you're getting started or you're transitioning, you, you know, you're in overwhelm because you've, you know, you've probably read everything, you've subscribed to everyone's email list, you're reading all the blogs and you're going to, you've got 50 different opinions and it's really easy to be in the tailspin of I should be doing this and I should be doing that and you drown. But he's just gone, let's just pause that and we're going to 80-20. What do I need? I need a way to get traffic. I need a way to convert traffic. 
best strategy I know is OTR. Conversion, best strategy I know is webinar. And he's just combined the two together. So he's got a, a way to get leads unlimited and have them opt in and then a way to convert people into his products and programs. It's excellent. So I, I love that. Yeah, and, like, and, and a lot of these things are amplifications. The webinar is an amplification of a sales offer page. Correct. Facebook traffic is amplifying his OTR blog. Yes, completely. I don't do the webinar stuff I mentioned before. I used to do it four or five years ago to sell my events. I just stopped doing it for a while because I found that it's actually enough to have offer pages on your site, calls to action in your emails, and to automate uh, things like shopping cart abandonment. That will bring you back lots of sales. So you can do your amplification, especially if you've got nothing and you have a baby on the way. You want to amplify it as much as you possibly can. Totally. You can, you can dial it in any way you want. So yeah, it is simple. Yeah, that's what he's done. He's totally eighty twenty did. He's just he's nuts and bolts it, and now he's living the you know the you know the living proof of when you do simple things go really well. So let's talk about his. Uh, let's talk about some uh, advice. Right. So hopefully we're just creating a you know through example after example after example we're creating a bit of clarity here. Yeah. It's it's not that complex. Build some content. Create the relationship with your people through that content. I prefer to do it with an OTR-style blog, own the race course. Put it in one place. Don't put it all on Facebook or on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or Instagram. Put it on your site and then make those sites your site's bitch. You could quote me on that. Basically, I think that's the tweetable, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to grab Pinterest that bit and stick bitch. it as the intro to this whole episode, I can tell now. Yep. Anyway... But basically, have those sites working for you to bring people to your site because then you can tag them with a little remarketing cookie if you want to go all advanced and stuff. Uh, and then create results-based products and services and, and offer that to people. And that is not so much worrying about the specs, the technical deliverables. And I see this mistake a lot. You know, you'll get 17 chapters of 24 hours of recorded video material. I'm like, I'm like, I could I just want the outcome. rat about that. I want to get a result. Yep. I want big abs like Chris Dufay. You know, I want I want to have a hot body, or you know, work out how to get a show tan, or cut off the last few pounds of of um, fluid from my body before I get uh, onto the stage for Mister Universe or whatever. Like, speak to your audience in th- in things that they want. Yeah, talk result, not logistics. Nobody cares about the how it's delivered. That's just a logic check to go. You know what? I can see how if I did those things, I'm going to get the outcome that he's been talking about. Yeah, and then just pursue it because it's easy to do if it's what you walk and talk and you've, you've got yourself a nice delivery mechanism. It just, just just a blog. How easy is it, uh, you know, provided you're in the same time zone or country or whatever, to actually just create a piece of content? Dude, it's a Skype call and a, and a hit record. It's magic. Yeah, and even, if you, and even if you're doing it yourself, which a lot of people do and maybe Chris does, but I certainly do these days, and that's just to create your own piece of content as a solo if you want. I looked on the podcast iTunes rankings yesterday for management. My regular podcast had made its way up to like second position. Mm. And that's just doing little seven to ten minute audios every few days. That's awesome. So imagine this. My whole content creation strategy <laughs> is to do a ten minute call every second day, like a ten minute audio recording. That's my commitment to, to hmm. make it sustain, in fact, even to grow. That's, that's like a minimum effective dose. You can certainly do a lot more than that. But don't get um, carried away in the beginning. While you're doing your first version, just keep it simple. Yep, totally. So whether it's 
videos, if that's your thing, or podcasts like this, or an audio that you record yourself, or an infographic or an article, just find the way that flows best for you, because it's more important that you do it than you, it is to get it perfect. Yeah, it's something you just should be able to sustain for a while. Yeah, love that, man. This is great. Well, uh, Chris, well done, mate. That's exciting. Yeah, it's good that Chris, you're building you did, a business well. that uh, lives up to the level of your abs. <laughs> Uh, we have a success thread in our community, and Chris posted a, an amazing one. He did he did such great work, and he's an implementer. Straight after the live event, he started doing a documentary video, and just cranked it up a notch. Uh, so, resources required for this one: familiarize yourself with Own the Race Course. That's uh, available. I actually give it away for free. It's uh, it's a concept that if anyone I bump into understands and, and grasps and they then they start doing it and they get results from it. I've never heard of anyone not getting results if they stick with it for a few months. Totally. It's killer. So we talked before about traffic and conversion. Uh, own the race course is awesome. Uh, it's, a couple of tools. You, know, yep. you want a good CRM system? Yep. So you'd have something like Infusionsoft, Entreport, ActiveCampaign, uh, or these days even something like Intercom. Woo. Yep. new software. Uh, I love Intercom, by the way. It's, I uh, do too. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's epic. Uh, lead pages, something to just build some landing pages and, and make offers and capture email addresses and put your videos, etc. Uh, books. I think I actually still think that Kindles are about the best return on investment you could ever do for oh, a man. course. By the way, have you seen uh, Kindle Unlimited, I think it's called? I think I pay 10 bucks a month and it's like unlimited books. Right. Yeah, I've seen something floating around about that, but I, I do love Kindles. I think they're just great. And I've always been a reader. I've got tons of books here, yeah, like same. physical books. And and then listen to podcasts, even this podcast. Uh, we're at this life cycle. Dude, of hang on. Time out. Profit. What do you mean even this podcast? Don't you I'm mean just, like especially? <laughs> well, I'm sort of saying, look, one year down the track, it's interesting to me that a lot of the people I'm talking to when I say, right, would you like to share your success story on sales marketing profit? They're actually crediting sales marketing profit with the with, information with the yeah, that's helping to get the results. Thing. So it's actually become a creation value mechanism in its own right that it's up there with our own courses. And you'll see this recurring theme as we get more mature. Totally. I love that, man. So, uh, Chris, well done, brother. That's fantastic. Uh, James, great case study. Really cool to see OTR rocking in other people's worlds. Uh, you know, it works great for my clients and your clients, and it's just great to see how useful it is. And thanks a ton for creating it, mate. Uh, if you Google search Own the Race Course, you'll get the link straight off to James's site, and uh, you should totally get the course because it's fantastic. I'm enjoying your videos you send through, Taki. Thanks, bro. Make Appreciate sure you that. get on Taki's uh, email list. You'll see OTR happening big time. Yeah, I learned it from, from, from you, bro. So uh, thanks for sharing it. Yeah, so if you're a coaching consultant, there's a bunch of videos on the site at coachmarketingmachine.com uh, for you guys. And uh, otherwise, check out James's, uh, James' stuff. I, lo- I read something you did recently about uh, John Warrillo, I think it was, the automatic yes. customer. Yes, I, I did an interview with John Warrillo. And that's, that's a great example of a premium piece of content with a Amazon New York Times bestseller. That people want to share because it's good information. Yeah, it's great. Awesome book and a really good interview. Dude, uh, and a hell of a nice guy. Sorry. And get this. What? John Murillo is starting uh, Built to Sell Radio based on our podcast and how much he enjoyed it and he saw the leverage in it straight away. So oh, is that if, right? if it's good enough for John Murillo, it's good enough for us. <laughs> well, I think it was the other way around, but awesome. 
John, uh, I hope you have a rocking podcast. Mate, I think we've done well. This is a great uh, great episode. Happy birthday again for yesterday and congrats on a one-year anniversary. Let's do some more of this, hey? Thanks, Taki. See ya. Pleasure, bro. Bye-bye. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Taki Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com.